faithful child of God, go back to the word of God. There is no other foundation that you can use for your life. There is no other foundation that you can stand on except for the word of God. Amen. James 1.8 says that being a double-minded man, unstable and restless, is all his, in all his ways. In everything he thinks, he thinks, he feels, and decides. We need to stop to be double-minded. Today, I'm calling myself a Christian. Tomorrow, I'm not sure. Tomorrow, I'm maybe. Tomorrow, you know what? I'll think about it. That's when you're double-minded. When they're bringing issues of life before you, as a Christian, you stand. I don't you know what? I'm a Christian. The word of God says this. One thing I want to come before you say, we are not judges. We are not to be judging people. We are supposed to read the word of God, apply the word of God in our lives first before you go and go and judge people. When you correct church... Please hear me very well. When someone comes and corrects you, be in a mind, it is not judgment. Be in a mind, it is correction. God says this word will correct you. If you do not want to be corrected by the word, what do you want to be corrected with? There is nothing else that can correct you but the word of God. Everything you need for your finances is in the word. Everything you need about your marriage is in the word of God. About your children is in the word of God. Why do we have to seek everyone else? God says, oh God, Jesus. Jesus, you know what? Father, keep me in, keep me in balance before I lose it. Because God has given me, he said, when you get born again, you get renewed. Your mind gets renewed. Meaning that you get a fresh mind. The mind of parting, it's all about Friday's yes as the hour goes. They even wonder how. Outside of my party, like, no, what? That is not important to me anymore. It's not that you don't like to party. It is not an important thing to you. There's better things for you to do. So you need to understand who you are. God says that you get renewed, your spirit. It is not your body, but your spirit. Your thinking, your applying of your weight. You, you come boldly. And you're, you're not proud. You stand and say, I believe in the word of God. And it says this. If people judge you, it is okay. Who are you in connection with? Who are you right with? Be in right standing with God. Man changes every time. But God says, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. Amen. You know, <laughs> I love my pastors. I love pastors and Pastor Susan so much. I don't know what to say, but... I've been with you for so many years, but you have grown me so much. You have corrected me, even I didn't want to be corrected. Like, I want to go for a whole week and say, you know what, I think I need to change direction. But I thank God for you. I thank God for pastors, really. You know, I want to talk about pride. Church, I want to talk about pride. Pride will destroy you. Pride will take you, strip off of who you are, take everything about you, and you'll be standing still saying that I'm a Christian, but pride will, de will deceive you. I want to say, I'll talk about that, then I'll say something about Pastor Susan. Pastor Susan. Let me leave it for later. Amen. Um, there are pressures of society, there's pressures around you, but you are children of God. God has given us a word, and there's a purpose for the word. The way that what it does, it highlights things that makes us shift. That makes us miss the mark. Pastors also said it's missing a mark. Because when I say sin, you can say it's not correcting our sins. It's missing a mark. When God that this thing's supposed to be here, and you feel, no, God, you are wrong. It's supposed to be here. God, you are saying you're missing what I'm saying. I'm saying it's supposed to be like this for a reason. There is a reason. I'm not saying it for fun. There's a reason why it's supposed to be like this. Amen. God has said the word 
as our guidance. If I need anything, go to the word. We all believe that God speaks through the word. We all believe that you have a relationship. So if you have a relationship, who are you speaking with? Where's the word? For me to communicate, I need to read this word. I might not know it from Genesis to Revelation, but there's something that I know that when the devil comes, I'm saying, devil, bring it on. And if I don't know, I know how to go back. If I do not know, I know I've got my prayer partners. I know my pastors will pray with me. I know the women will stand and pray. Because why we believe in the word of God. The word of God brings things that are not as if they are. They come into the physical. Only not in the spirit. We bring it back to life and you see it. We pray for miracles and they happen. This is the church where they make miracles. I'm not preaching miracles. But I'm preaching that when you stand on the word of God, we will pray all night prayer. People will think you go for all night and I say, yes, all night. We pray the all night. I, used, I mean, my children, they grew up in the church. They know. From Pastor, from Pastor Chico's church, we'll sit there every Friday. You will pray the whole night. The whole night you're thinking, hey, this is not going to end. It is not going to end, but it's for my good. It's for the good of my children. It's for the good of their character. For their, oh Jesus, for their future. For where they are going. It was not for fun, but I know that with the days where I sat in this church and woke up in the morning, it was for the good cause. I know that God has done something. Those, the seeds that I planted that time, it has come with the harvest. Now and in the future. Amen. You know, we're like cars. God he says, I'm workmanship. He's got the manual. He says, I know you, my child. I made you. I know you when you're angry. I know you when you're lying. I know you when you think you're clever. I know when you think that you know it all. That's why I want to hold your hand and take you where I'm taking you. Because I know you. You can never hide from God. You can hide from me because I cannot open your heart. But you can't hide from God. You can do it all. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I wanted to speak about pride. We are a prideful nation. Pride in a way that it destroys us and then we think. You know what is pride? Someone just wrote this and I took it and it says that pride is a, it's a fountain of many sins because it's effectively in, say, in, in saying I want what I want and I will have it regardless what God says or the cause of someone else because I'm better than that. And I deserve it. That is pride. Pride becomes before the fall, if you don't know. When you think that you know it all, how are you about to fall? When you think that when Pastor Susan says that, Pastor Posh, don't do this in your marriage. Anything about Pastor, Pastor Susan, I mean, I know it. Facebook is telling me. I mean, the Google is telling me. What are you telling me? She knows. She's been in marriage for more than 30 years. She knows she has walked the walk. Then for me to use wisdom and understand what she's saying, listen to the spiritual. We must stop having the pride that who is telling me. Because it's Pastor Portia, I you know what? It's not important. That's how we miss our blessings. Because Pastor Portia said it, it doesn't make sense. We miss our blessings walking blindly because you want your way to come into a, with a particular shape and a particular package. If it doesn't have the package, I mean, the, the characteristic you're looking for, it is not the word of God. It is not the good advice. Wake up, church. We're at the end. We're at the end of the things of the world. The world is coming to the end. And if you do not wake up, child of God, we are going to die like mere men. If you do not wake up, you're going to lose like a mere man. If you do not wake up, your children are going to be a trampoline for the devil. If you're not going to wake up, we're going to have our marriages confused. We're going to have men who do not know who they are. We have been praying with the women for the men. 
We've been praying for the role model to stand up in the church, not in the church, in the community, into this country. We're having men who are not... <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. There are things that lead us to an actual action of sin. It starts with pride. Let us deal with our pride before we even get to the action that we see. It is a small thing that destroys us because we think we know it. How are we going to assist things, people around us as Christians? You know when you say that I'm a Christian, you have put a stamp on yourself which you know what? God, I'm able to help the next person. God, I'm able to help my family. God, I'm able to guide the people around me. You do not have to come and stand here. You do not have to be a pastor. You do not have to get a degree. You just have to know that I'm a word of, you know the word of God and you are a child of God. But then because of you say that, then the eyes are all on you. <laughs> the eyes are all on you. So what I do between me and Pastor T.O. and people are watching and I come and say to your marriage, hey, don't do this, don't cheat, don't do anything. Hey, not. How about yours? Please go back home and go fix your mess. You know? So as a Christian, we have to walk and talk and let it match up. Stop doing my scales that don't balance. Your scale is like today, you know what? I'm married. Tomorrow, back when I lay my I don't know how good with so and so. So I want us to open this up. You know, I've got the, the, the Christian got a tendency of not being corrected in the, in the name of, of a pride, in the name of, we don't want to address, okay, I want to say, we don't want to address sin. Because why? You want to take out the ticket of grace all the time. You know what? I can do it. God died for it. I, I can do No, you can't. You cannot. Stop using grace as, 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 a, as a stand for wrong things. Let us stop it. God died. A painful death. So that today I can say, I have grace. But Father, I'm a sinner. I walk in this work as a sinner. I come back to say, Father God, you know my sin. Forgive me. But the problem is when you keep on doing it like, you know what? I know the card is going to come out and say, God, you know what? You said you're going to fuck. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't because the, the, the more you do that, you're going to get to a point of deadline where you cannot go anywhere because you've already done it wrong and it's destroying you. Then you think you can still, you can't reverse because you've been doing it and say, God, no, it's going to be okay. God is going to forgive me. It's like being a thief. You know, when you go and steal, ah, you're going to steal there, you're going to go there and go there. The next time you get there, the police are waiting for you. Yeah. Then where's the grace card? Where do you take it from? Because there is not going to work. You're going to jail. End of story for you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is something about the older generation. We have the word, but we're afraid to use it. The older generation have the word. We're afraid to use it to a point that our children do not know the word. They do not think that they need to go back and read it. They do not think they need to go back and multiply it. Why? Because we think the word is mine. I'm the man. I'm going to stay with it. No, it's not yours. It's for you to use it to your neighbors, to your family, for people around you, for their good and your good. God is going to ask you, what did you do with it? Yes, you got a degree, Pastor Portia. So what? It's rotting somewhere. We need you to work on it. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have enough time. <laughs> I spoke about pride. It says pride comes before a fall. I want to talk about a few points. Where in the Bible, there are few people who were trapped by pride that led them to the downfall. Number one being Satan. You know, Lucifer, who thought, I have it all. I know it. I, you know what? 
I have the power, I have the position, I have the voice, I have the intelligence, I have the appearance, what not? Yes, you've got it, but it, I, I'm still bigger than you. God says, I'm still your leader. I'm still, I'm still in charge. No, but when you start having those things, that's when you do not want correction because you think you're better. I can preach better. I can say better. Woo, when she goes on stage, I don't know what she's talking about. It doesn't matter. What God has given me is the word. If you didn't hear it, your ears are closed. It is not me. It is your ears that are closed. Because sometimes when people are speaking the truth, we tend to close our ears and sleep. 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 Please, sleep. We don't want to wake up late in the name of Jesus. The pride of power. When you get so power hungry to a point, King Nebuchadnezzar struggled with power. Struggled so much that God says, I'm going to destroy you. He says, I'm going to destroy you. I just want to read Daniel 4.30. The king said thoughtfully, is not this the great Babylon which I myself have built? I myself have built. The car you have, you didn't buy it. God gave you the power. God gave you the money. God gave you everything. God gave you the children. God gave you the house. God gave you everything. It's not yours. That's why when we die, we leave it here. When I go into the grave, the car is here. And then now we're fighting over it. It's mine. Now I also want it. The last born wants it. The first born wants it. Amen. Leave the power. It's not yours. He says, I have built as a royal residence and a seat of government by the might of my power and for the honor and the glory of my majesty. Where, while the words were still in the king's mouth, a voice came as a, fall, as, as a, as a falling from a heaven saying, okay, King Netuzari, to you it is, it is declared. The kingdom has been removed from you. The kingdom has been removed from you and you'll be driven away from mankind and your dwelling place will be with the animals of the field. I will leave you there because of time. Let not, let's not be power hung, power struggle, you know. It's like, yeah, I've got this promotion because I, I worked hard, you know. You worked hard, but God here was in connection with that. You got that promotion, you are making it in business, God is in connection. I got the business that I'm doing. It was not my doing. God located someone to say, Pastor Portia, I see what you're doing. I can send someone on your behalf. Let us recognize God. Let us come to God with throne and say, thank you, Father. You have given it to me. Recognize him. Because when he takes it, it's like, yay. It's another issue. And the pride of position. The pride of position. That's when Haman, Haman head, the pride of position, when you want to be high up there, that they can't tell me, I'm going to be here, and they're going to hear from me, you know, the book, of, I think it's book of Esther, um, book of Esther, but I'm not sure which one, but it says, Haman went away that day joyful, and in good spirits, but when he saw Mordecai at the king's gate, refusing to stand up or show fear before him, he was filled with rage towards Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman controlled himself and went home. There he sent for his friends and his wife, Zeresh. Then Haman recounted to, to them the glory of his riches, the large number of his sons, and every instance in which the king had magnified him, how he had promoted him over the officials and servants of the king positions they seem to confuse our heads a lot we know that you've got the position but humble yourself God says come with humility 
I would uplift you. Just know that the position that you have, wherever you are, God has put you and he has lifted you up. Do not disgrace him. Do not want God to say, hey, I wonder what was I thinking. You know? Another one is the spiritual pride. Spiritual pride. Oh, Jesus. I can pray better than you. I can sing better than you. I can, you know, hey, when Christian gets to that one, they can say things to your point thinking, hey, you know what, let me sit down. I really can't preach. It has nothing to do with that. If I get here and make you sleep, it's okay. But God has given me a word for that day. There's a powerful man. You know Pastor Theo? Pastor Theo's got word. If you know Pastor Theo Volmerans, my God, my God. He's got powerful word. He will say it in his pace, but the word is powerful. You go out there renewed. Right? Because he's got power of the word. So do not look at the package. Let's leave the packages out and let's listen to the word of God. God needs us to have the power of humility. He needs us to have the power of humility. Amen? According to the word of 2 Chronicles 7.14. I will not be reading the scriptures because of time. But these are the scriptures. If you don't have, I can send them to you later. But the power of humility, God wants us to have humility. You know, be humble for what God has done for you. Be humble of the things that God has given you. Sometimes the things God has given you is not even yours. It's for the person next to you. But you'll never hear him because you are always about yourself. Pride, then action. I've already said that. There's a difference between temptation and action. I'm, I'm a Christian. I might be tempted to do something which is wrong as a Christian. But the problem is when I take it into action. When I work on it. When I say, you know what, you know what? Um, I don't want to mention, mention my children so that I can be in trouble with them. <laughs> when I say to my son, hey, young dealer, the devil is a lie. When I say to my child, you know what? Young dealer, whatever, you're making me angry. And then I leave it at there. And I reverse and I go back. I say, Father, what I've done is wrong. Father, forgive me. But if I do that with anger and I take it further and I hit the child, now the action is in place. Now I'm sinning towards God. It is not the, 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 the actual temptation. The problem is the action. So we need to work while you're still in the temptation. To say, I'm being tempted, God. There's this thorn that is sitting on me, that is working on me. Father, work on it before it becomes a problem. Father, I've got this temper that I need to work on before it gets a problem. Before I even go to jail beating up people. Father, work in this temper in me. Work in this greed in me that I want to be. Number one, I want everyone's business. I want everyone, everyone. Just, Father, work in me. I have the lust of the flesh. It's you, a woman passing, it's you. This way, that way, this way. Stick to your wife. Stick to you what you have God has given you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, God. God says, if only anyone wants to follow me, take off. Leave everything. Follow me. That's why when he was calling his disciples, he called them one by one. He said, leave fishing. Leave what you are doing. Follow me. Why? He says, follow me. He says, I've seen your skill of fishing. I've seen your skill of talking. I've seen your skill of doing this. Then I know why I'm saying, follow me. I will do the rest. I want to come with a, with a whole swimming pool of fish because you know how to do it. God says, no, leave it. I've got it covered. I want to do it with you. But just focus on me. We miss our blessing most of the time because we're focused on how I can do it. 
You know, when I was preparing this word, I was like, God, I want to come and do this word. I, I promise you, I was so heavy the whole week. I couldn't, I was trying to pray. And God says it's because you're trying to put it in your own way. Stop calculating it. The ways are not coming. I promise you, I've got 1,500 slides, but I was trying to put everything. God says, no, focus on me and the word I've given you. Then the rest will follow. What are you going to say? I will tell you when you are there. Don't stress about a lot of things. Amen? But God is still faithful. We serve a good God. I just want to talk about this few... Um, men or, or uh, scenarios that happen in the Bible. The one I want us to talk about first is the one of David. David was a great man, a man of God, a man of class, a warrior. Amen. He had all the qualities, but he managed to fall into sin. God is a forgiving God. He still forgave him. And that's why God <coughs> sorry, still forgives us. Even if we do wrong, he still forgives us. Amen. So I want to talk about David, Second uh, Samuel 11, 2. Amen? Which says, One evening David got up from his couch and was working on the flat roof of the king's palace. And from there he saw a woman bathing. And she was very beautiful in appearance. David sent a word and inquired about the woman. Someone said, Is it not Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah? The Hittite. David sent messengers, messengers and took her. When she came to him, he lay with her. When she was purified from her uncleanliness, she returned to her house. The woman conceived and she sent a word and told David, I'm pregnant. You know the things that we do behind the doors, they tend to come out. What we do in secret, they've got a way of coming out. You see, now we think about David. I was saying to myself, David, you are a man of God. You should have heard a word of God to say, Stop. Yes, you've got the lust, you've got the desire, but stop before you even go further than that. But sometimes when we, 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 we get caught in what we want to do, when the pride says, you know what, I'm the king, I'm David, I don't care whose wife is that, that's when everything takes control of you. That goes in anything in our lives. I'm not saying we are not supposed to be sinning. God says we are sinners. It happens. What I'm trying to address today, can we try that even before we even get to the action of David, going for someone else's wife. Have that thing that says, because I don't think God said, go ahead, David. God must have said, David, no. That is the wrong decision you want to take. But David was like, I know what, I don't hear this one. I don't want to hear it. So with every action, it is important for us to listen to the word of God. Why? To save what had happened. He had to kill someone's wife. Why? Because of he had to do what he wanted to do. That's pride. That leads to the action. That had to be violent to kill someone. Amen? God says lawlessness leads to pride. God uh, goes together with pride. I can tell them, I, want, I can do what I want when I want it. That is lawlessness. When we don't follow the law of God on what God is saying about his, he, the, the, the things of God, the things in the Bible, God is giving us what to do and not what to do. I know that we fall short of glory, you know, but God says, I'm going to help you and I'm going to forgive you. What I'm trying to do today is that let us watch, be watchful as Christians. Let us open our eyes to see it when it comes to say, you know what, this is, is going to be trouble. Then move away and look the other direction. 
It is not easy. And God is going to help you. Even if, yes, you, sometimes you go through it. God does forgive us. I'm not saying you're saving a God who's going to destroy you and send fire or whatever. But he wants you to listen to him to prevent you from you going to that extent of taking the action. Amen? I have five minutes left. Um, when we get born again, the word of God said, whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. So our purpose is for us to reach out for those who are not born again, to reach out for those who do not know God, for those who are still in the world and confused to say, I don't know what is God about. God says that if we do not go to them and approach them and, and tell them about God, we are failing them and we're following God because that's a mandate of being a Christian. I'm not talking about being a pastor. A mandate of being a Christian is for you to go and reach out for those who are crying. A lot of people are crying. A lot of people are in a stage where they do not know what to do, who to go to. But now, with the lockdown and all this devil is using, this is a devil scheme of COVID. With what he has done already, people are even suffering more because now we are cooked up in our houses. That's why we have empty chairs like this. Some people still don't want to come out. Still don't want to come out because of COVID. But God says that, you know what? I'm, I'm covering you. I'm still with you. So we need to come out of that phase of saying, you know what? I can't do it. It's not you doing it. God is going to help you. God is going to take us to the next level. Amen? We need to fight the temptation, family. Not easy. We need to fight the temptation. Amen? I say that we all have, we sin. We all have things that we work with. What I wanted to say about Pastor Will and Pastor Susan is that I've been here, I think, for a while. I think now they know me. Pastor Will was one day said to me, hey, Pastor Bush, hey, you, when you get angry, it's going to be fire. And you know what? It's not that I didn't know. I don't know that. I know it. That is the sin that I have. And I've been struggling with it for years. But then as we're going through with church for these years, and I was, my prayer was like, God, please help me through this thing. Let it, even if it doesn't go, but let me fight it out. Let it come out of me, you know, because I cannot be angry for every situation. Because I tend to say, I, I say to myself, you know what, sometimes I will speak without thinking. You're not even finished what you're saying. Already I'm thinking your answer. Already you, 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 by the time you say, and I'm already ready to answer you. And God says, learn to think. Keep quiet. Let the person finish, then speak. So for me, that's what's been my struggle. That's what I've been struggling with and been saying, God, please help me. Help me to deal with this issue of anger that when I want to tell you something, I can tell you now and be done. And it's not right. And I know it's not right. So God has been helping me through. Sometimes when you see me quiet and you see that she wants to say something, but yay, she's like, you know what? Let me hold myself. But God is working through me. I'm, I'm going to stand here boldly and say, God is working through me. I know my, my we all know what is, is, is troubling you. We all have our shortfalls. We all know what is, when you are in your service, like, hey, Mara, I need to change this. But the only person who can change it is God. That's where you need to go back to the throne. That's where you're going to go to the altar and say, God, help me. 
This is too heavy. I cannot deal with it. God is a forgiving God, and God is going to guide us through. My hope is that the time it takes me, let the anger be gone. Because it says, gradually, you are going to change. Not by you, but because of him. Amen? Before I close, there's a a thing that I need to talk about. I've cut out a lot of things, but because of time. Um, I've got three kids, and there's this thing that has been sitting in my spirit, and it's just not working right with my spirit. And I've been praying about it and say, God, what is it that you want me to say about this? What is it that you want me to come to church and talk about exactly? But then it's not here a church only. I, we have a prayer group for parents, and we've been praying for it for months now. So what happened? There was an issue that happened at school. You know, my children, I took them to a Christian school for a reason. Not because I didn't want them to associate with other children, but because I felt that that's what I believe, and that's where I want them to go. But now, because my child is, is, is in grade 11, is in a leadership, so they'll have like the planning sessions and all that. So they had ideas to raise funds. So when they had the ideas to raise funds, one of the kids came with the idea. The idea was to raise funds to wear CVs, but the CVs were supposed to be swapped. The boys were supposed to wear skirts, and the girls were supposed to, uh, to be wear boys. And when she came back and told me, I said, and I thought about it, I said, God, no. For me, that is not correct and it's not right. I'm not judging him or judging what he believes in, but that for me is not right. Because at the end of the day, for them high school, imagine a grade one looking at the high school boy wearing a skirt. In his mind, what is he supposed to think? The next thing, he comes back home, mommy, I want to wear a skirt. What do you do as a parent? What do you do? Do you say, no, fine, wear a skirt. So we need to be careful of the things that the devil is using like small and it keeps on coming, creeping in like small, you know? And then when I'm realizing that this keep on coming in slowly, slowly, and gosh, I don't want to get into details, but these things keep on coming my way. And then someone else came to me and said, you know what, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling, I do not know my identity. I do not know I identify myself as a man or identify myself as a woman. So I said to her, you know what, we're not gonna judge you but we're going to pray and let God work through us as we pray. We're going to bring you back to the maker. I said, God is our maker. We are not going to bash you out and say, why are you wearing a skirt? Why, 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 why? Why, 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 why? Because we are tempted to do that. Because when they told me I was tempted to say, ah, no, I'm going there to tell them, not son of mine is going to go to school with the skirt. But that was not going to happen anyway. But what I'm saying is let us be careful of what devil brings in slowly, creeping in slowly into our children. Social media is a disease. Social media is a disease. And if we do not pray as the parents, if we do not sit down and pray for your children, social media is going to teach them. Social media is going to give them advice. Social media is going to be their backup. Social media is going to be the word for them. Because when I come and I say to my child, no, that is not wrong, my child. Then you're like, ah, my friends are doing it. So because I had to ask my child when she was showing me something which was just off. And I was like, and then? And she says, no, I, that, that doesn't work with my spirit. Then I want to go back and believe that God, me sleeping at church, praying overnight was not for nothing. Me sitting on the altar praying for my kids was not for nothing. I'm not saying my children are perfect. I'm not saying my children will never do wrong. I'm not saying anything about that. What I'm saying is that we need to watch. Watch the devil. Watch what he's doing. The schemes that he's doing in your child. I know when my children are off. I'm not perfect 100%. Sometimes they can think I'm stupid. But I'm not, my dears. But they know. 
when they start doing the other things, I'm like, hey, I can see. And me, I believe that God, God says, I'll reveal deep and hidden things. Oh, Jesus says, I will reveal deep and hidden things. As a prayerful mother, God will reveal it to you. He can go and do whatever, whatever. <laughs> God will put it in front of you. Then you will know, with, ah, you know what, something is not standing here. Then it's your time to go back to the... Because one thing that I've realized, a child, you don't go to a child and say, ah, stop. It doesn't work. You need to go to the battle. Go to the altar and tell God, you have given me this child. I do not know what to do with them. I don't know what they are feeling. Children have the identity crisis. Help the children. The youth is confused. If the youth is confused now, check their children. We are the generation that's supposed to help them so they can help the next generation, the next generation. Because what if we don't do it now, I don't know where we are going. We cannot let everything go because we say we are Christians. We cannot go around judging people either. But we need to bring them with love to Christ. That's our mandate as the pastors. Let us go out. Reach out to that child. Reach out to, that, to the husband who says, I'm suffering and I'm struggling with lust. Let the men in the church, the prayerful men, stand up. Because now people are hiding. Christians can hide in a way that you cannot tell. But because we don't want to say, ah, it's none of my business. That's why I want to say the last point that I want to say now is that I believe we are Christian. When Pastor, Mr. Jello, you see my child and I'm not there, you're not judging them. I expect you to correct them. I expect you to correct them. Why? Because you are a child of God. If you see that you see Asana is not doing right, correct them. If it grieves me, it's okay. But it's your job to correct them. Now we're afraid of correcting our children because ah, the mother is going to be, you know. But then the children are busy going wrong and destroying themselves before they even get to where they are going. Wake up, child of God. Wake up, woman of God. Wake up, men of God. The society is going down slowly but surely. I'm not prophesying it, but I want us to stand up. When they call the prayer men to pray, pray with them. When they call the women, come and pray. There's no one who can do it for you except for you. And pray for your children. Pray for your husband. You know him better. Amen. So today, I just want us to stand up and pray. We are going to pray and we are going to call upon the name of the Lord. I want us right now today to raise up the youth. To raise up the youth, especially those ones who find them confused. Imagine what they are going through. Some of them, they don't want to be in that situation, but they are confused. And they do not know where to turn to. They do not know where to go. That's when they go to social media. Why will they not come to you? Because they know that Pastor Porsche is a Christian. is going to judge me. Bring them in. Pray for them. Let us bring back them to church. And we are going to fight. This church is going to stand there with the mark that we are going to do the work of God. Amen. I want us to pray. Bring the men in the church. Bring the women in the church. Bring every child. Even the child that you want to think about. Even the ones that are not here. Bring them back to the, before the Lord. Let us pray that the God will raise them up. They will find their identity. There shall be no identity crisis in this church. There shall be no identity crisis in your house. There shall be no identity crisis in any part of our lives. Even when it comes in, we are going to fight it in the spirit. Amen. Let us pray. My Father, my God, in the name of Jesus.